<laughs> Glory, hallelujah, they say. Glory, hallelujah. Well, today, um, they're actually walking. They're just noisy walking. Today, I'm going to be talking with uh, Jess Engel for a minute. Jess, would you come in and join me? Um, our mission partners for the month of March, we have two of them. One is the Oaks House, the Oaks Ministry, um, and, and Robin from the Oaks is going to be sharing next week on March 20th. But today, um, Jess is going to be sharing and speaking a little bit about Why Not You Ministry. Your partner, Kim Cunningham, was going to be with you here today, and she's... She's going to do it all. She was going to do it all, and, uh, but Kim's, Kim's flight got held up, and so... Uh, so Jess and Jesse are going, I'm, I'm sad that my boots are not as shiny as yours are. That is pretty fancy. I like that. I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna have to work yeah, on that. Doug, you have to tell me where to get good, good shiny guy boots. <laughs> well, that's off track right away, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, I, um, I wrote it down. You wrote that, it down? For that reason. You've got what we you've got. Go off track. Okay. So, so Jess Engel is the chairperson of our mission and outreach team. Yes. And so she and her team uh, work really hard to stay connected with our missionaries and all the organizations that we support and just make sure that, um, that all the stuff that goes out from our church is getting used well and distributed well because we send a lot of stuff out. And so Jess and her team work at that. And so Why Not You Ministry is a ministry that we've known for a couple of years We've had a couple of teams that have been down there. The youth went first in the summer of 2017, I believe. Summer of 2017. Sorry. Okay. So we have yep. some relationships, and the directors of Why Not You have been here and among us and have shared. Yes. Um, but what do you have for us here in March 2022? Well, I have an update from Bob and Sandy Martin. Sandy sent an update, and uh, I'm going to read that. Uh, but first, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a couple stories. Okay. From, uh, Is it all right if we hear a couple, a couple mission stories? stories? I mean, it's kind of up to them. Yeah, They're the well, ones that have to listen. They're stuck with us, aren't they? I think so. <laughs> um, in July of 2019, I got to spend five days um, serving with Why Not You in Honduras. Mm. Um, the first morning, uh, I noted in my Bible that I had read Psalms 90, 17. And that reads... May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Hmm. Establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That became the, my prayer for that week. Lord, may your favor rest upon us, and may our hands do the work to establish your kingdom. We spent a lot of time working with our hands that week, concreting floors, making water balloons, writing in Bibles, and carrying food to sponsor families. One lady sticks out, Lorenzo. She was 88 years old, she was shorter than Michelle, and she was full of spunk. We stopped at her house and gave her some beans and rice. When we gave her the food, she exclaimed, now I know what I'm gonna have for supper. All she had left was a little bit of corn she had soaking. But here's that thing, she wasn't on our list that day. We weren't gonna stop, but the family we had planned to stop at, they weren't home, so we stopped at her house. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Kim asked me to share this story. She said, when thinking about her experiences in Honduras, there's one little girl that keeps coming to mind. Her name is Ingrid. She is eight. Her sister has been one of Waterway Youth Group's sponsor kids. I've been able to go visit with her family several times over the past five years. And every time we go to their house, she's so happy we have brought food because they are so hungry. 
Every time we come, she tells us, I'm so happy because I prayed last night for food, and today you brought us food. She told us she prays every night for food. And I think about how big her faith is and how much she believes God is going to provide for her and her family because there are a whole lot more days that food never comes than days it does. But she doesn't give up. She keeps praying and believing in God. I'm done with that one. It's good. You can stay. There are many stories like Ingrid and Lorenzo. But the thing that really got my heart wasn't a particular person or project or story. It was laughter. It was the smiles of the children. It was Jesus. I wrote in my journal, children all laugh in the same language. Hmm. But this trip isn't what I was expected. I mean, I expected to work hard concreting floors. I expected to visit with sponsored children and their families. I expected to have my heartstrings pulled on as we played with the children. I didn't expect to have God twist my heart around. One evening, the children from the local church did a drama to a song. The song's name was I Will Believe. The children acted out Jesus' death and resurrection, and my heart just hurt. Here were these children whose stories would make you cry. Some had no parents. Some had watched their parents murdered. These children had been taken in, cared for, shown and told about the love of Jesus. These children who tonight acted out Jesus' story with joy in their smiles and hope in their eyes. Only Jesus. Kind of throws a monkey wrench into my limited idea how Jesus works. He takes who we are, where we are, and fills us with hope and joy that we may share that hope with others. Nothing is too much for Jesus to shine his light into and bring smiles and sparkling eyes. What a testament to John 10.10. What a challenge to be content in Jesus and live each day to the full, wherever we are. Mm. That trip has really kind of changed my perspective on things. And and one of the things that that I've always appreciated about Why Not You, it was founded by folks who lived in northern Pennsylvania. Yes, Bob and Sandy Martin. Bob and Sandy Martin, and they got connected with folks in Honduras, and they saw that there was a need there, and they began, was, was setting up the orphanage the first piece of that mission? Yes. I believe the, the story goes that Bob was down on a missions trip, and, and there's this orphanage, and he was praying for, for God to send people to uh, finish the orphanage. And God said, why not you? Uh-huh. And, and that's how it all started. And so Bob and Sandy from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. got involved with this orphanage in Honduras. Yes. And then... From the orphanage, then, that's kind of gotten to be a base to go out into the community, a very poor mountain community in the Honduras um, that uh, folks are living in very small huts or houses, dirt Uh, floors, and and so... Dirt floors, tin siding, um, yeah, very poor. So just basic help, pouring concrete floors. Pouring concrete really increases the health. Mm -hmm. If you're not living on dirt, um, concreting is one of the main ways they minister to the people, um, meeting their physical needs, their health needs, building a relationship allows them to speak into their spiritual needs as well. And about how many kids 
that orphanage is kind of their home base. Do, do you know I, an, a number? I really don't have a number. I, I, I don't I, know. I mean, I can kind of picture the crowd, but I don't know how big yeah. that crowd is. Okay. I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some, there's some research that we can do. Um, oh, yeah. And we will continue praying for Why yep. Not You Ministries, right. you know, here through the rest yeah. of the month. Um, what else? Is there anything else either from Bob or Sandy? Justin Hollinger has gotten involved now. Uh, Justin has friends and family who are here in this room right now. Justin's yep. from Quarryville. So he's gotten involved there um, yep. helping, and, and there's going to be kind of a leadership yep. transition here in the next couple yep. of months. Yeah, um, I, got, I have a note here from Sandy. If you May I read that? Absolutely. All right. So Sandy uh, sent... Uh, basically an update and a thank you. She says, thank you to Waterway for touching many lives here in Honduras. You definitely make a difference in the lives of the folks who lack resources. Statistics say education and improved housing conditions are factors that help break the cycle of poverty. Hmm. Um, Hmm. And education helped Gladys, one of the sponsor girls who graduated from high school, to get a job preparing and selling food to help her husband build a block house. Another graduate was able to get a job at a factory. He found favor because he could speak some English. <laughs> and one of the things they do is teach English okay. uh, there. Um, some of the highlights this year, uh, Sandy is directing the sponsorship program and getting supplies for the students. Um, they have already uh, concreted six homes. Um, and the municipality, the local municipality often comes to them and say, hey, can you help here? Can you help there? Um, they've already given them three more villages to go work at. Um, so there is, is a need for people to go and help. And build it, they're building relationships yep. with yep. people in town, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, this week they had a request to help a 40-year-old mother get skin grafts on her, on her foot. Um, and we always pray for God's healing. Uh, what else did she say here? They're hosting a, a number of teams from the states. Many are small groups and individuals. Uh, they are having a sewing class. The girls are learning to use sewing machines. Um, they often make blankets and comforters and stuff to give to the families that, whose houses they have concreted the floors on. Mm. Um, she did leave some prayer requests um, to pray for the salvations and discipleship that people would see our God is powerful and turn from the power of witchcraft. That mm. is... Um, definitely a battle down there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. praise for the Castillo family who partnered with Why Not You Missions. All right. um, and she ended her, uh, her update with Psalms 96, 1 to 3. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Procre- proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the peoples. Mm. Well, we got prayer requests. It seems like we ought to pray for them, doesn't it? Yep. Well, can we add uh, one more? Absolutely. Um, so this is a transition year with, this is Bob and Sandy's last year and Justin Hollinger's first year. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Justin has ties to Waterway. Um, and I believe he quizzed for media just a few years ago. Just a couple years a couple ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. Um, so that is another prayer request for that transition to go smoothly for Justin as he learns the language. Mm-hmm. Um, there is more information in the mailboxes about Justin and his, he has formed a new ministry called Porque No Tu, which Porque is, no tu? Which is uh-huh. why not you in Spanish? Yeah. So, All right. Good, good. Um, and, and pray that for anyone that feels like God's tugging on their heart to go to Honduras, contact Bob or Sandy or Justin, 
talk to myself or Kim, mm -hmm. um, there's still plenty of time to plan a trip to Honduras this summer. There you go. Just saying. <laughs> well, hey, can we pray together? Uh, we've had a couple prayer requests here. Uh, I'm going to give you a moment to pray silently for whatever it is that you heard uh, from Jess that you might be interested about, but then I'm going to kind of wrap us up. So can we take a moment and pray for Why Not You, for uh, the Martins, for Justin Hollinger, for their ministry in town, for the, um, uh, for the ministry of the children, both and, and then the ministry in, in the homes. And we're so thankful for the families down there that have been connected. And we'll just pray that God continues to meet needs. And we'll pray that all the folks here who ought to go there kind of get that, get that stirring. Does that sound good? So, so let's go ahead and take a moment to pray. Lord, I thank you for Bob and Sandy Martin for their desire to serve you. I thank you for Justin Hollinger and his desire to serve you. I thank you for the Castillo family who's been helping out. I thank you for their desire to serve you. Lord, we have the same desire, and so I pray that you would speak to us if it's our job to go. Help us to know that and to go. If it's our job to stay here and support, help us to do that with all of our hearts and not forget. Lord, I thank you that there is ministry happening all around this world, but right now we're particularly thankful for the ministry of Why Not You in Honduras as they are um, helping out uh, the children at the orphanage, as they are helping the, the health of their village by pouring concrete floors and, and delivering blankets, as they are bringing much-needed aid through the delivery of food, um, and as they are taking your word, the gospel, with them in everything they do. Thank you, God. I pray that you'll help all the folks who are on the ground to do their jobs well. And I pray that your kingdom will continue to advance in that corner of the world, even as it is here in our corner of the world. Thank you for Jess and Kim and for the rest of our mission team who is working so diligently to make sure that the needs that we can meet are being met. And Lord, I thank you for always providing exactly enough. Lord, you are good and we love you and praise you. Through the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you. So this, um, this actually plays into, uh, into the sermon time pretty well today. We're continuing to study through the book of Mark. Today we're in Mark chapter 4, uh, the second half of it. And I don't know if we're going to cover as much ground as I'd like to, but we're at this spot where Jesus is telling people about who they are, and, and here is the point, okay? Here is the point. Your life and mine will affect people in ways that we will never see. Your life and mine will affect people in ways that we will never see. And so the question is, what kind of an effect are you going to have? We're going to affect people we never see. What kind of an effect are you going to have? And so Jesus here is speaking to people who have been following him around. He's out by a lake and he's been doing some teaching. And in this crowd, he's been ministering for some time, but in this crowd, there are people who are true believers. They are his disciples. They are with him and they'll be with him through everything. 
But in this crowd, there are also some people who hate him. People who are thinking about and scheming about how to kill him because they just they think that he's a blasphemer. They think that he's not a religious or not a legitimate religious authority. They think that he is speaking against the Lord. And so there are some people who are very misguided, but they see what they see and they want to kill him. There are lots of other people who are still not sure. They're just following him around because it's a little bit of a circus. There are healings and there are things going on. It's a big crowd and they didn't have Netflix. And so they needed something to do and they're Honestly, there were just people that were there for entertainment. But now here Jesus says in, in Mark 4.21, he says to the people, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's why, that's why we sing that song today. It's not just so that the kids can sing a song that they know the words to. Grown-ups, you know the words too. It's not just to put a new spin on an old song. It's because it's in this scripture. Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. Jesus wants light to shine all over the world so that there will be no more dark places, so that all things will be seen, even the things that try to cower in the corner. Jesus says all things will be seen. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. And then he continued in verse 24 of Mark 4, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Jesus is saying to these people, he said, if you have a light, put it on a stand. Let your light shine. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus says that you're, I'm sorry, chapter 5, he says, you are the light of the world, people. He's speaking to us, those who follow him. He says, put your lamp on a stand and let it shine. And then he comes back with this reminder, and Jesus doesn't often do this, but here in Mark 24, he tells the crowd, he says, listen carefully to what I'm saying. The way he says it is, consider carefully what you hear. He says, listen to me. I want you to get this. And then he says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. That sounds mean at a first read. We, we look at that, and I don't know what you think about, but honestly, the first thing I think of is I think about people having stuff. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever doesn't have it will be taken away. That doesn't sound fair. That's just the rich getting richer. I don't like that so much. But see, that's the problem with looking at scripture through our own lenses. That's not what Jesus is saying at all. Jesus is saying, consider carefully what you're hearing me say. Jesus says, as you exercise your faith, the way that you do it, the measure to which you exercise your faith, he says, if you exercise your faith a lot, more will be given to you. How many of you have seen that? You, at some point in your life, got to this place where you decided that there were things that God was calling you to that didn't entirely make sense. They weren't entirely uh, predictable. You couldn't really see where it was going to go, but you knew God was taking you there. How many of you have been at that crossroads and then decided that you're going to step through it and you realize that God just gave you more faith? Do you know what I'm talking about? Some of you have been at that spot where, where you were unsure, but yet you knew what God was calling. You were unsure how it would work out or what it would look like or how you could even accomplish it. But God called you and you stepped in. And then you realized, wow, look how God came through. How many of you have ever said, glory, hallelujah, look how God came through? I have. You have too, right? 
This is what Jesus is talking about here. He says, put your lamp on a stand. Let people see it. Consider what I'm saying, Jesus says, because for those of you who measure your faith out that way, it's going to be given to you even more. He says, you start to get bashful. You start to kind of cover that light up. Not only are you going to burn your hand, you're going to snuff out your light and what you had is now taken away. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Jesus is telling people, this whole big crowd, and, and again, there are some people who are really committed, but there are a lot of people who are on the fence. And he's saying to them, this life of kind of like this embarrassed, cautious, halfway living for Jesus, he says, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to get you anywhere. You're, you're eventually going to lose all that because that kind of faith can't endure. How many of you have recognized that? You saw that at some point in your life. You were living with just kind of like the bare minimum of faith, not really wanting to cause a ripple, don't want to, don't want to do anything too weird or too wacky, right? Just, let's just keep it all nice and controlled. How's that work? Is that vibrant? Does that grow your faith? Does that fill you with passion? Does that fill you with hope? No, it just helps you to kind of die slowly with boredom. Jesus is saying, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has, and you can fill in the blank there, whoever has faith will be given more. Whoever has a witness will be given more. Whoever has passion will be given more. Whoever doesn't have, even what they have will be taken away from them. Jesus says, listen to me carefully, folks, because the way that you think and live out your faith matters. It matters. And then he said to them, verse 26, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or get up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. You know, the song's not called This Light of Mine. What's the title of the song that we sang? It's not this light of mine. It's this little light of mine. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we often sing it to little children. But what Jesus is beginning to say here even more, as he's, as he's transitioning, he's saying, look, throw yourself out there. Let your faith be seen. Let your light shine. And as you let it shine, you will be lit up even more. He tells this story here of scattering seed on the ground. Why? Well, what do you know about seeds? They're smaller than the plant that results, right? You put down a little seed, and, and Jesus says it. He says, night and day, that whether he sleeps or get up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know it. Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Seeds are planted, and, and even as we're living our lives, it, it grows and it grows, and it grows, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel on the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, the farmer puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Something good comes out of this, something worthwhile. Little things, even if we are not fully attentive to them, little things can grow. And this is where we pause for a commercial break. How many of you like commercial breaks? You love them, don't you? You even try to pay extra on that service that you have so you don't have to watch commercials. But now even that extra $5 a month version has commercials on it. You need to get the $9 a month version. Oh, commercials. Hate commercials. But here's a commercial for you. Are you ready? Bethany International is a Christian missions training and sending organization 
dedicating to mobilizing disciples of Jesus and the church worldwide for the increase of God's kingdom. Bryce Engel happens to be Jess's son. Jess was up here sharing, but Bryce is a freshman in college right now at Bethany Global. Oh, I always forget. Bethany Global University, learning about missions. It's a college for, for folks who want to get into mission work. And so Bryce is, is involved there in Minnesota. Um, Bryce sent us this update from Bethany International, which is a mission arm. Bethany International, Christian missions training and sending organization dedicated to mobilizing disciples of Jesus and the church worldwide for the increase of God's kingdom. Bethany has missionaries all over the world spreading the gospel to the hardest to reach. Bethany also has a college, Bethany Global University, which is dedicated to training missionaries to take the church to where it's not. Students at the university spend their entire junior year doing an internship overseas, engaging in intercultural ministry alongside Bethany missionaries all over the world. One team of juniors just received this update yesterday, okay? One team of juniors has been on internship in Hungary since September. When the crisis in Ukraine began, the team booked it to the border to help refugees fleeing Ukraine at the Hungarian border. Quote, we have more than 20,000 refugees coming in per day, says Norbert Ban, a Bethany International missionary. We are here to give them hope and pray with them. What they don't have is peace, unquote. There is nearly a 20-hour wait for anyone crossing the border from Ukraine into Hungary. Once across, most have no possessions and nowhere to go. The team is helping alongside local Hungarian churches to feed, house, and clothe refugees, fleeing with no plan but to try to survive. In this time of hopelessness, the church is showing those without hope the comfort of Jesus' love. The majority of people coming across the border are children, so the team has begun doing programs for the kids as they are going through a lot of trauma. One intern shared that when she was comforting a little girl, she told her, Isus Yubit Tebe, which is Ukrainian for Jesus loves you. The girl then, full of joy, proceeded to run around the camp telling everyone, Isus Yubit Tebe. Hope seems lost for many, but God is moving. Why do I share this with you? Well, here in the next... Um, in the next two weeks, you're going to be hearing a bit more about what this team, which we know, what this team is doing on the UK, Ukrainian and Hungarian border, and there's going to be some opportunities, if you would like, uh, on March 27th, to, we're going to take a special offering for some of what's happening there. You'll hear more about that in the next week or so. There's a lot of details that are still being worked out. Here's what blows me away. These college juniors who are learning about mission work, started in September to go to Hungary. Now, I don't know what you think about when you think of Hungary. I frankly don't think of anything. I usually just think, oh, it sounds like Hungary, which I always am. I, I kid you not, that's, that's what I think. I don't know anything about Hungary. Uh, I know a little bit about where it is in the world. I know a little bit about its, its political history, but I, I couldn't picture it. I couldn't tell you what Hungarian folks are like, it's just not a part of the world that I know. I don't know what these kids from Bethany Global University were thinking in September when they went to Hungary, but I'll bet they didn't say, you know, we're probably going to have to care for refugees on the border with Ukraine. I am blown away at how God uses people to work out 
his plan on the earth. Sometimes you and I can fall into the trap of saying, well, what I do doesn't really matter. I'm just, I'm just a junior in college. I just need to bang out this internship so that I can get the job I want. Sometimes we think that our work is insignificant. Sometimes we think that our little light, I'm shining it, but nobody sees it. Sometimes we think that it's all random. It's, it's all just coincidence and chance. I'll, I'll just be as faithful as I can be. Here's what I think. I think that God is still at work in powerful ways. And even small things like an internship team full of college kids who were sent to go to Hungary, now they can tell little girls, Isus, Eubit, Tebe. And now that little girl can run around camp telling all of her friends, Jesus loves you. In the midst of terrible war, violence that I can't imagine, a political situation that boggles my mind. And yet God works. Does that speak to anybody today? Where you're sitting, what you're going through, you may feel like your light is small. It may feel like it's just about going out. You might be hiding it just to try to protect it. Jesus says, no, put your light on a stand and let it shine. Because here's what happens. When you put your light on a stand and let it shine, God gets to work and even more is given and, and light begins to be shown in places you never expected. I, I just, uh, I can't imagine what this team from Bethany International is dealing with right now. Right now, as they see 20,000 people a day coming through that border, as they know that they are strategically positioned right now to do whatever they can do. What does that look like? I'll bet they didn't expect it. But what did they do? They said, we'll go. That's a little commercial. But before the commercial break is over, you have a part to play. Most commercials ask you to buy something. I'm not asking you to buy anything. But you need to pray. Uh, the, the quizzers, by the way, are stepping out. Today, Bible quizzing is at Lancaster Bible College. Uh, they're not frustrated about me talking. You didn't like the commercial, did you, Kevin? You just had it. Sermons with commercials, we're out of here. Taking the kids with us. No, no, the, the Bible quiz teams are at Lancaster Bible College today. They need to be ready to start doing Bible quizzing at one o'clock in Lancaster. And so they're just stepping out so they can be prepared. It's okay, it's a commercial break. That's what you do. I'm not asking you to buy anything. There, there's no purchase here today. This is a different kind of commercial. I'm asking you to pray. And right now, when we say the word Ukraine, there are lots of things that we can pray for. And so I'm just going to ask you to pray how the Spirit leads you. Maybe you want to pray that the violence stops and that whoever is in charge of ordering the violence would knock it off. That's a fair prayer. If God leads you there, go there. Maybe you want to pray for strength for all of the people in that region of the world right now who are at the mercy of governmental policies. How many of you understand 
that governments don't always speak for all of the people in that country. There are Russians who are hurting today a great deal. Maybe you want to pray for the Russian folks and the Ukrainian folks who are stuck in the middle of problems. Maybe you want to pray for the soldiers that they would be given wisdom to stop. Maybe you want to pray for this little girl that she'll keep saying, Maybe you want to pray for the Bethany International team who's there dealing with refugees on the border. Maybe you want to pray for the refugees who are waiting to get out of Ukraine, trying to get into Hungary. Maybe you want to pray for the Hungarian government and for all the humanitarian agencies there that they will have wisdom to be able to handle these refugees. I'm not sure what you need to pray for, but I trust that God will lead you. So I'm going to, again, before this commercial break is over, I'm going to give you a moment right now just to pray. And we need to pray for the folks in Ukraine and Hungary and all the areas touched by war today. Take a moment and pray, church. If you're an out loud prayer, you can go ahead and pray out loud. You're not going to bug anybody. Let's pray. Lord, sometimes the situations in our world seem overwhelming and it's hard to wrap our minds around them. But Lord, right now we pray for the people of Ukraine, of Hungary, of Russia, of the countries that are wrapped up and close to the war right now. Lord, I pray that the violence would stop and that there would be not just not just political peace, but peace in the hearts of people who have given their lives to you. Lord, I I pray that your peace would reign in that part of the world. Lord, we can see that evil is still at work. Lord, help us to continue to shine our lights knowing that the darkness will not prevail. Lord, I pray for Bethany International. Pray for Norbert Bonn, who is there on the ground at the border right now. I pray for this team of college students from Bethany Global University. Lord, I pray that you would give them strength for difficult days. I pray that you would give them hope and joy as they have opportunities to share the gospel. I pray that you would give them even more words in Ukrainian that they can share to tell about the love of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for these refugees and for these children. Lord, they're so lost in the world right now, but I pray that they'd be found in you. I pray that somehow that there would be a, a fire of revival even in the midst of the scourge of war.
Lord, we pray for the political leaders around our world. Help them to be godly. And Lord, I pray that we would not lose our passion for prayer. I pray that we would not begin to think that our prayers don't matter. I pray that we would not begin to think that our witness is irrelevant. Lord, help us to remember that when we're living for you, everything matters. Lord, help us as you help the people of Russia and Ukraine. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. I want to end today by looking at four more verses in Mark chapter 4. I'm looking at verse 30. Jesus continues on this theme. It's important for us to hear it. Consider carefully, church, what you hear. Here is Jesus speaking to the crowd. He says, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? Remember, a parable is just a a metaphor. It's a story that illustrates a greater truth. Here's what Jesus said. It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Now, church, we know in 2022 that there are some plants that have seeds that are smaller than mustard seeds, but many of you have mustard seeds on your spice rack. They are quite tiny. Don't get wrapped up in the detail. Jesus says, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. What is Jesus saying here? Why does it matter? Who cares? What's Jesus saying here? The kingdom of God can start with things so small that you might lose them under the cupboard. Things so small that they they could almost roll away like dust in the course of your cooking. Jesus says the kingdom of God is like something so small but with the power of God working upon it, it can grow to have such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. The kingdom of God is like that. This little light of mine can grow into a fire that can light the whole world. (laughs) Steve mentioned that I was taking classes this week. I was at uh, Lancaster Bible College. I'm in a program that over the course of two years, I'll be on campus for three different weeks. So I did that back in October. I was there this past week. Over lunchtime, we had a long lunch. And so I decided that since I was on a college campus, I would take advantage of the college campus, use their facilities. And so I I used the locker room and I'd go to the gym and I could get cleaned up and be back in class and kind of have some fresh energy. Yesterday, I was... I was running around inside their gym where, they, where their varsity plays basketball. There's spring break up there, and so we were the only ones there. But the gym was open. So I shot some buckets and ran for a little bit because I felt like I ought to. And I looked up, and there's a clock. Not a, not a game clock, not a basketball clock, but there's a, a clock on the wall of the big gym at Lancaster Bible College. 
And it just says, passing through. And then it references James 4.14. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. A reminder that even as we watch the clock, our days are limited. Sometimes you and I can start to feel like we don't have enough time. We don't have enough resources. I don't have that many connections. I'm not that smart. I don't know the Bible that well. I'm not a great prayer. I'm just new to this place. No, you don't even understand. My life is a mess. My relationships are a mess. My money is a mess. I'm unemployed. I've got I've got this problem. I'm struggling with addiction, and I'm still recovering. And I'm no, I'm sick, or I'm old, or I'm young. I'm too big. I'm too little. We have all of these categories that we put on ourselves, and and indeed, we have all kinds of different situations upon us. But what does Jesus say here? He said, something even as small as a mustard seed. Even this little light, when put on a stand, amazing things can happen. That's what the kingdom of God is like. Here on this kingdom of earth, we value the big and the powerful and the shiny. We value the things that have great influence in and of themselves. What is Jesus telling this crowd He's telling them, look, you don't have to be this much to be used by God. If you've got a little light, if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed, something big can come out of that. We may never see it, you and I. Might not happen until our life is long over. But Jesus says that with God and in his kingdom, little things can make a big difference. I want you to hear that. In God's kingdom, little things make a big difference, even if that little thing is you. Will you pray with me? God, help us to remember that we matter. Lord, often we get swallowed up in in the bigness of the world, in the bigness of the problems that are around us, and we think that, well, my, my witness won't make any difference. Lord, sometimes we even think that our sins won't make any difference. Lord, help us to remember that, that what we do matters, that what we believe matters, the way we act, it matters, it makes a difference. Jesus, you told us in, in these stories, it's written down in the Bible, that, that Even things as little as a mustard seed can grow into something big. God, I thank you for having the ability to make something out of us, small as we are. But Lord, help us to remember to stay plugged in, to stay on track, and to to stay connected to you so so that we don't just vanish away. Lord, we pray for the folks in Ukraine. We pray for the folks in, in Hungary. We pray for the folks in Honduras. And Lord, I thank you that we here, even sitting in this place, can have, a, can have an influence on them through our prayers and through our dollars and through our travels. Lord, help us to just pay attention to all that and live in such a way that all of our mustard seeds together can add up to an incredible forest. Lord, help us. Help us to remember. Help us to remember that we are not insignificant but with you, great things can happen. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.